Good morning. Happy Thursday to you today. What a good day to be alive in Christ. Well, it's been a busy week so far for us all, I'm sure. A lot of going and coming. <laughs> this society we're in is just wound up tighter than an eight-day clock. But we have to discipline, and we do discipline ourselves <clears throat> to meet with the Lord, don't we? And it's in those quiet times <clears throat> and those times when we hear his voice and he gives us direction and encouragement that it keeps us balanced, our feet on the ground, and the next target down the road. Without those times, the uh, overspray of the world, Paul called it the superfility of naughtiness. It's a big word in the King James, but it simply means the dust that settles, the overspray after a while. <clears throat> after a while, it gets kind of dusty in a room if you don't keep that dust away. And you can only do it by the application and the <clears throat> exercising of being in the presence of the Lord. For the Bible says, <laughs> I'm already preaching, and I don't know if I've even told you who I am. George Watkins here, thank you for stopping by. But it's in the presence of the Lord where joy comes from. Hallelujah. Okay, well, we're going to talk today about the breath of God and the powerful gift we have to extend that breath to the world around us. Okay. Well, let me encourage you, if you haven't done it yet, to subscribe. Thank you for putting the like bell on and all those good things. It gives us a little bit more horsepower on this crazy thing called the Internet. Isn't this something? <clears throat> I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but it comes up in my mind often. I've been on the radio in some form since um, oh, 1973. I was on this a Seattle radio station for well, a year or two, I think. I think it was about that long. At midnight, and a 15-minute broadcast. Welcome to, for Christ's sake, <laughs> that was the name of the broadcast. We like to catch their attention. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ for, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Well, I went from there on to other stations, Sacramento, and of course our local station here in Mount Vernon. I was on in a in a Caribbean station for quite a while that reached into West Africa. So I've I've loved the radio a long time. But what the radio produces, among among other things, is large debts. So I really appreciate the internet because the debt is not that large. When it comes down to all the broadcast hours we get we we get to give out, there is cost to it in some forms because of the uh, you know the software we use and the equipment we have and etc. But not the radio bills that we can accumulate. Anyway, that's a side issue. The issue I'm talking to data about is the breath of God. Okay, take a deep breath in. Now, it's an amazing thing when you do that. Your whole body goes into a relaxed mode. Suddenly the nerves settle, that deep breath. Well, the uh, medical or the <laughs> physiological 
would say, uh, that's just oxygen going to your brain. That's just oxygen going into your blood cells. Well, that's the way God made us, isn't it? But listen, if we believe we dwell in his presence, if we believe, and we do, it's not a, that's not a doubt, that's a challenge. If you believe, and I believe, that we dwell in his presence at all times. Now, I know we talk about going in and going into the presence and stepping into the anointing, but we live in the presence of the Lord. Now, if we believe that, when you breathe in, you're breathing in the air of his throne room. Wow. Isn't that something? Then, listen to this. I love this. When you breathe out, you're exhaling that same breath. Why? Because God lives in us of a truth. And our breath is his breath. <laughs> okay. Okay. You say you're stretching words there. No, listen to this. Take a snapshot. I did some, some of this in the notes below. But take a snapshot of the breath of God being exhaled into Adam. Now, Adam was a was a lump of clay, a form of clay, however, however your picture has it, because the scripture says he made Adam in his likeness out of the dust of the earth and formed him. And then he breathed in Adam the breath of life. You can see, you can perhaps see God in the in the example that the prophet gave us, Elijah. When he laid him his body on the dead boy, remember the the boy that died of heat stroke, and um, he was the son of promise to the widow and or to the woman that came to him and said, "I want a son." Then years later, he died of heat stroke, about twelve years old. He came up. He said, "Go lay him in my room." He laid him on his bed, and and the prophet came up and laid himself over the boy face-to-face, body-to-body, hand-to-hand, you know, and he breathed into him. Now, that's the picture. I believe that's the picture of God stretching himself over Adam and breathing life. And the Bible says Adam became a living soul. The Spirit of God came in. So the Spirit of God was exhaled out of himself into Adam by breath. <laughs> That's something. Now, jump ahead to the next age that happened after the old age changed. Coming to Christ, now we're in the upper room with the 120, the faithful. And um, they're, they're, they've been waiting now and and they're not they don't know it's going to be the day of pentecost <laughs> they just waited they had to wait god didn't say you're going to wait 10 days he said just wait now remember he he ascended 40 days okay that's another video now listen to this a wind came in <sighs> mighty wind Breath of God, again, the breath of God, breathing into that 120, and they received the Holy Ghost. In other words, 
they became living soul or living creatures, new creatures in Christ Jesus. Just like Adam was formed in the clay, the dust of the earth, and God made him a living soul. Now this group of Adams who are already, you know, living in the flesh are now being breathed into again and they become living spirits. First time it ever happened. God moved out of the temple that was made with hands when the when the veil was torn in two, out of the temple into hands made into temples made without hands, that's the people. And it happened in the upper room when he exhaled himself into the crowd and the Holy Ghost came and filled them. Wow. Okay, here we are. Then we are containers, vessels, people that contain God. Why? Because the Bible says the Spirit of God, the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in us. Now you figure that out, but that's what it says. I am a container. Now he calls me a temple. I am a temple of the Holy Ghost. And also the gathering of the congregation is also a temple of the Holy Ghost. Different, uh, <clears throat> different dynamics there. But I am a temple of the Holy Ghost. God dwells in me of a truth. So as I breathe out the word, as I breathe out his name, as I breathe out the gospel message, I'm not going to go as far as saying that every time I breathe, I'm breathing out heaven. But I'm telling you, when you're speaking the word of God and when you're ministering encouragement and when you're talking about the good things of the Lord or you're simply speaking faith-filled, positive lifestyle conversation, doesn't have to be heaven and, and angels. It just has to be sparked with a life of God. That's what a good encouraging conversation is not down and dull and dark and lost and hopeless. No, when we're filled with the breath of God, we speak life because it's going to be a good day today. This is the day the Lord hath made. Why, you can do it, son. You've got the gift. Go out and win that game. Go out and build that house. That's the breath of God into your children, into your grandchildren, into your friends. So. We are containers of the life of God. And in the same way God exhaled his life into Adam and the same way that he exhaled his life into the 120, we exhale heaven's life into those we talk to, preach to, pray for, and encourage. The breath of God is in you. <laughs> oh, there's that statement when you see... Uh, see something that is wonderful, you just say, it took my breath away. <gasps> well, I wonder if there's something tied to our spiritual man, the way we're made, that triggers the breath of heaven coming and going, almost like, <gasps> it takes my breath away. Glory to God. The wonders of God's creation can do that. Isn't that something? The wonders of God's creation can affect the way we breathe because I believe God's creation is tied to us because we are also cre created creatures. He created us the same way he created the eighth 
the eight wonders of the world and the high waterfalls and the magnificent mountains and the and the seascapes that are so beautiful and the sunset and rise and the sunrise. It takes our breath away because it's connected to the spirit of God in us. This whole creation we are connected to. One side of the world we live in wants to worship the tree and there's a spiritual person who does just ignores the tree and all they think about is church and the bible but god said we are to take care of this creation told that to adam didn't he so there's a lot of things we need to pay attention to and the thing is god created this world around us and we are the gardeners we are the caretakers well I'm not going to go as far as get to get crazy about it in this whole climate change fiasco. But we are responsible, aren't we? Okay. Well, breathe in, breathe out. Do some exercising this week. Breathe in the presence of the Lord and speak out the presence of the Lord. Now, listen, you can't speak without letting breath out. Isn't that something? That's how God did it. It's impossible for you to say anything without running air over those vocal cords. That's how it works. Now you can write and type and, you know, make, make hand signals. I know that. But I'm talking about communication and communicating Christ. Breath. Wow. You've got it. You've got the breath of God in you. So I command you, well, I won't go as far as say that, I encourage you to breathe out the life of God that you have. And there's so many that have this idea that I have nothing because I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, seasoned. I don't have knowledge. I don't know the Bible too well. I, I'm not like a preacher or some person that's really good at it. Listen, God gave you something to say. And you need to say it it's as simple as Johnny, you know, to your son or grandson or friend, it's going to be all right because God loves you. You can say that because you know that, don't you? God loves you and you know that. So tell somebody else. I'm being a little simplistic there just to catch the corner of this thing so that you don't get left out. Breathe it out and watch it happen. Amen. All right. Well, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning is my favorite day of the week, so come and join us. It's going to be a good day. I'm uh, two days this week, Thursday and Friday, in a meeting with some other ministers and workers of the kingdom. We do that twice a year, so the next two days I'll be busy doing that, but I'll be here in the morning shouting and waving my arms. Amen. God bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you, and may the Lord expand your capacity to breathe out.